Hey guys, and welcome to DJ, DJ Talk. Talk. I'm Dee. And I'm Jay. And we have a special guest today, um, Chris's brother, Teddy. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to start off with, of course, I guess, um, not a guess, but starting with Ask Us Anything, and we do have two questions. Um, so, one from Dexter. Um, shout out to Dexter. Hey, Dexter. What's up? So, we have talk about growing up as first generation American born and your parents being from another country and what it was like, um, like the difference from what we saw in other kids growing up. Um, well, definitely having Spanish parents are strict. They're pretty strict, I would say. Yeah, um, I think, um, I guess for me, I just, I don't know if you, did, no, I don't think you did as much because I'm the one who taught you English, but I grew up learning Spanish first. So school was difficult because I didn't know any English at all. I learned English in school. I don't, I don't really remember. Um, no, mom and dad made me teach you English pretty much. Because mom and dad had all Spanish friends, so um, I had to learn. I actually stayed back first grade because I had an absolute no knowledge of English. Um, but then I picked huh. it up. So I think that would be a difference. I don't know. I, I can't really say much. And then with my friends, I didn't really see much of a difference. The only difference is, like, my friends were able to do more than I would be able to do. Or, you, like, maybe you too, because they're, you know. And then Sundays, we would have to, like, church every Sunday, even though we were sick. <laughs> I remember that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but. I think maybe that. a difference would be, like, we look very white. Yeah. So we don't look Spanish. So people think, oh, you're Spanish. Like, let me ask you this. When yeah. you met us, yeah. did you think we were Spanish? Um, I think, yeah, I believe so in the, the first encounter. Yeah. You were no the way. first person that said No. That. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been, like, I've seen people on the opposite end of the, the spectrum. And it was, uh, th- like, I would not be able to see them at all as like at, at first view I wouldn't be able to see them as like Hispanic or like mm. Spanish no yeah like it, it um like speaking to them like uh what throws me off is that sometimes I would think that they're like uh like American like English speaking people mm-hmm. and I would talk to them and they would just reply back to me in Spanish <laughs> yeah see that that's me yeah I, if I reply to somebody in Spanish, they're automatically just kind of like, whoa. I mean, like, when I was in so Spanish class in high school, there was a girl, because she thought that I was just a teacher's pet and knew all, like, was Miss Know-It-All because I knew Spanish. Right. She was talking crap about me behind my back, and I heard everything. She's like, oh, this girl thinks she knows it all, blah, blah, blah. And then she finds out that I'm Spanish, and then she ta- continues to talk more, saying, oh, I didn't know she was Spanish, or blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, because I look white. I mean, I don't look white, but I am white. Right. But I just know Spanish. That's why you have to be careful, like, who you talk or how you talk around people, because you, you just don't know who understands what. Right. But... I mean, that's the difference. I, yeah, that's know. all I noticed, just people not realizing that we're Spanish like, yeah. at all. You know, fun fact is um, my parents were, um, they're like island born. So my dad is Puerto Rican. He's from Puerto okay. Rico and mm-hmm. my mom is Dominican from Dominican Republic. So they had me here 
in uh you know in U.S. and I didn't they didn't know English even to this day you know they speak broken Spanglish. That's like our parents. So <laughs> yes, yes. so they they there was no way for them to teach me how to speak English because Spanish was my first language. Yeah. Oh, okay. So how I found out is just watching like movies and cartoons. That's how you learned English? Yeah, that's how I learned, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. I think that's where I picked it up too, apart from school. I mom, just... mom and dad all had Spanish friends. Like no when they first got here, nobody around them was English. Yeah, I don't that know. I, that I, mean... I could, that I didn't know of. Yeah. I mean that's the only really thing that's like different was just strict parents and just learning from other people. But sometimes I like throwing people off. Like, if I'm at work, when I first started my job, the Spanish lady walked in. She had no idea. So, um, the guy I work with also speaks Spanish. I'm like, let me throw, I'm gonna throw everybody off. So, I asked, you know, I told her in Spanish, like, oh, how can I help you? And everybody legit stopped what they were doing, turned around, and they're like, you're Spanish? I said, yeah. And they're mm-hmm. like, no freaking way. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And at work, too. Everybody would, like... Like, when I told them, are you Spanish? And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, I am, but I don't speak it. But, yeah, I know Spanish. You speak so it. So then I, I speak it, but it's like broken Spanglish. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> um, but my job would always, like, come to me, like, hey, can you translate for me? Or, hey, and then it's, like, very broken. And then they try my best, but, you know, what can you do? Um, but we do have another question, which we probably won't be able to answer, but um, Fish Fire Guy, shout out to him. That's Chris's brother. Shout out to him. <laughs> Yo. Hey. Yo. He asked, do you think Finland and Sweden will approve to join NATO? And what do you think of Turkey's objections to their application? <laughs> uh, sorry, Richie, or Fish Fire Guy. Fish fire guy. Um, we will not be able to answer that because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I did not look into that. So, yeah. Sorry. But if you are willing for us to answer it, we can look more into that. But do you know anything about that, Hedy? No, I'm actually <laughs> interested if he were to come on here and have a discussion about it and oh. probably enlighten us on. There we go. What... Good job. Good answer. So I know last week we um we did a a true crime uh, segment, and I know it's about like murder and stuff. Um, this week, we're going to talk about um, it, it's something similar. I mean, everyone's been hearing about it, the Texas shooting um, at the elementary school. Um, I know it's about murder again and stuff like that. We kind of didn't want to plan it in a sense of like having two murder, I guess, segments yeah. back to back. But right. of course, we can't control what goes on in the world. And this is something that everyone is is now talking about and, and researching and trying to figure out what really happened. And, you know, we really want to, you know, when we started this podcast, we said that we would talk about either what's going on in the world, everyday things or whatnot. And this is what's going on right now. And it's it's really sad, but, you know, we're with this, so that's going to be today's topic. Um, you know, if anybody wants to weigh in, in the comments, if you have any guys have any more questions or opinions or anything, please, you know, let us know. But that's going to be what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, and to uh, start off, prayers to all the families um, that lost their kids and even the teachers, too. Um, but, yeah, I think we should have, like, a moment of silence for 19 kids and two teachers, right? Yeah, it's 21 and 12. Yeah, so...
All right, so um, yeah, so prayers out to those families, um, definitely. And unfortunately, what's going on in the world is so upsetting, and like it's just crazy to even think about and to even hear on the news like someone attacking little kids. It's just it's ridiculous. But um, we're gonna go into like facts and stuff like that, um, and go from there. So I know D has some facts and stuff about the Texas shooting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't have like too, too much. Um, but from what I know, they say that this is the second most um, deadliest. No, I'm sorry. The first school, uh, mass school shooting since Sandy Hook. Do you remember yeah. Sandy Hook? Yeah. yeah. So they say after that, this is the first one that has come. But my thing is, why did he have to go to an elementary school? I don't know. They said that he was bullied, but then he's, they now say he wasn't bullied, but he was the bully. Like, trying to provoke other people, and it wasn't working. Right. And it wasn't his satisfaction, so that's what triggered him. Apparently, from what this other student said, um, you know, I, that's what I heard. There's just things psychologically, though. Like, do you, did something happen in your childhood, like we talked about last week? Yeah. That triggers something for you to go and think about having to kill somebody. But if you're going after kids, especially little kids who are 10, 11 years old, what is going through your mind that you have to go specifically for that group of kids instead of like high schoolers? I'm not saying that high schoolers is better. Or I'm not, please, guys, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying what is making him, what's triggering him so much that he has to go to an elementary school and just randomly kill all these little kids. But also, I heard that the cops took 45 minutes to an hour to even go into the school because they apparently didn't have enough equipment to go in there um, instead of just going in there and just protecting kids. Well, I mean, you have to understand, like, like I, no, obviously nobody could expect that. And uh, under the circumstances, there's, um, I mean, they had security at the school. Exactly. So why... He That's said, what's there for. So well, they can't. said he went through the through a back door, and they said supposedly the door's always locked. But that day it was open. But why? I don't know. I mean, it could be any uh, number of things that determine, like, how how that would be set up like that. But yeah, um, it's just unfortunate that that even came to be, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing. I don't know. Maybe he had someone leaves the door unlocked for him like maybe he had connections in there yeah yeah but i don't know i don't know anybody in good conscience that would you know allow that or even you know think about that or or even set it up to even have knowledge of something like that to happen with that's you know and the crazy part is he's 18 years old they're allowed to buy guns at 18 in texas but can't drink legally until 21 I don't get that, and that's just that needs to change. See what I heard though. You're at, you're not allowed to buy a handgun until you're 21, but there's no limit in the sense for a rifle. So that doesn't make sense to me. I read that the other day. Well, the so because technically you can't hide a rifle. Yeah, but, but a gun is a gun a, though. Like you know what I mean? I know, but you can't hide a rifle. You, that easily, I would say, as a handgun. That's probably why. But it still doesn't make sense. It still shouldn't be that way. But 
I mean, like in New Jersey, me and Chris are still trying to get our gun permits. Chris is still trying to fight his gun permit because of what happened in high school. I mean, now nothing crazy. The guy's just letting you know. Like, <laughs> it's just something like he didn't, he just wrote a letter, but it's nothing like, you know, like nothing murder or nothing like that. But it's still, still getting, it's just basically him saying he likes to play with fire. That's it. Like, as a summary. And they're still going after him for writing that letter in high school or in middle school or whatever it was. And they're being really strict about it, which, as they should, as they should be really strict to look at literally in your background. So then what, why can't, as a nation, come together and be as strict? Why does every state have to have a different set of laws? I don't know. Well, I think that... Um... There, there are several things that are going on, like within the states where New York is a zero tolerance tolerance policy on firearms. Oh, really? Yeah, there's zero. Mm-hmm. So no one can get a handgun no. or a so free for nothing. Yeah, you, you're not allowed. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. So the closer you are to the city, the the you know the more oh, tougher and the more stricter it is. That makes sense. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense though, because New York City is big and it's always like kind of like a seems like a threat because yeah, and in in the the state of New Jersey, it's it's um, within um, certain like you know working at certain jobs that allow you to carry a firearm, but you're not uh, you're not able to hold it or or brandish it, you know other than the site that you're working at. So you have to keep it at work, basically. Right, yeah. Once you're at work, you're able to have it, and then once you the work is over, you have to put it away until the next time you have to come back to work. Oh, wow. So they won't even let you bring you, it You home. can't, yeah. Wow. And it has to be separated. Yeah. So you have to have... See, that, that makes sense. I mean, that would be... I just don't understand I don't a know. lot of things. But th- and they should be straight. But the thing is, also, they need to change the age limit, too. Like, at age 18, what can you do beforehand? Like, they're going to look in your background like, oh, okay, you're fine. And then, there you go, purchase a handgun or whatever. And then, stuff like this happens. That's the thing. Well, the kid had no um, background that, that I've read so far. So, if I'm wrong, guys, I'm sorry. But I've heard that he had no psychological background. Like, he was normal. So there's nothing wrong with him. But my thing is, you know, his grandparents and mother that lived with him said that he stopped going to school, he dropped out, and that he, he was staying in his room for, like, for the majority of the time. And that he would only come out to eat or whatever, and he would have limited conversation with the family. If I was a mom, so I'd be like, yo, what's wrong? Well, where is, that's the thing, where was the mom? I, I guess they were all living together. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know all the information. Um much information about what exactly happened. I guess they don't have enough information yet, but um, I know he shot his grandma in the face. She's in critical condition now. She's, um, she's, um, they said that she has a good survival rate. So hopefully she does. She was thought, she was trying to stop him. That's what she was doing. And they didn't know that he had the rifle because his grandfather came out and spoke and said, if I knew that he came home with those two rifles, I would have reported him to the cops. And yeah. the person that interviewed him was like, you would report your own grandson? He goes, yeah, I would. Because he doesn't like guns. Or he's like against them or something like that. 
Which is understandably. I mean, look what happened. I mean. I just want to know what triggers people to go and like just because the very next day a 16 year old got arrested for um, not an act of terrorism, but along those lines because he didn't do it. But he had posted something on Instagram saying that he was going to go shoot up a school the, right the next day. And I'm thinking, like, what's wrong with these kids? Like, it's I don't just becoming understand. more frequent in like younger age. Especially that age. It seems like it. 16, 17 years old. About. Yeah. Well, um, I think at that time, there's like, there's a period in your life where you don't really see anything else ahead of you. Um, like, for, for those kids, for the, the people there, like, that is their, like, their highlight. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, like, at that moment, they don't see nothing that's past, them. past that. So whatever happening, it's happening at that moment. It's, it's what's the the trigger for those types of moments that happen. Hmm. That's interesting. I never saw it that way. I mean, it doesn't justify it, but that makes sense. No, it's it, it. It doesn't justify the action, and um, the what what we need to understand is the the. The timeline of how things are happening and how did it get to that point so we can prevent like situations like these to not happen again in the future yeah see that's where I think about the girl that he was in touch with in the UK um what do you mean he had, like had this friend I think in the UK or something like that and they became friends not like friends friends but like they were talking and he had told her, like, oh, watch what I'm going to do, something along those lines. And she's like, what are you going to do? She's like, oh, don't worry about it. So in my head, I'm thinking if, but then again, it's like, they're young. So who knows if she would, let's say, want to get involved. But if something like that happened, like, why don't the friends that hear about it beforehand, like, report it, in a sense? Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I well mean, we're not blaming them. Just no, like but I'm just, know, I just but... want to know what their thinking is. Because if I found out somebody was going to go and like, shoot up a school, you best bet I'm going, I'm going to the cops. Right. Well, you know, scenarios like that, you don't really think about it. Like, we're desensitizing into uh, on a level where if we hear something like that, it's not something that automatically is, you know, alert you because it's happening so frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember you texted me um, back in 2019. There's 417 mass shootings in a, 20, year. in a year. 2020 was 611. 2021 was 693. And then this year so far in the past couple of months is 213. And it's just going to keep going up. And then it's unfortunate. It just keeps going up and up. And we just have to get tougher. I mean, I think it was, I think, was Australia... Or UK, somewhere along those lines, where they had one mass shooting, and they just took that one mass shooting, and they say I think same thing with New York, no gun policy, and after that they never had an issue again. So it's like, why can't we get strict and do the same thing? Apparently Biden now wants to go do something. I'm like, why are you doing it now? After all of the like every day, I feel like every day, so there's a shooting somewhere. Yeah. Whether at a school or on the street or... And I get it. People are... Because of COVID, they're probably, like, just... People are just... Angry. Angry and pissed and they're not, you know, 
patient, but it's like every day the numbers are just going higher and higher with this whole shooting situation. And it's like, okay, what else is it going to take for us to actually, like, fix it? Um, the, uh... It, it's it's hard to like determine how to like resolve an issue like that because yeah it doesn't really stop the people that really want to do bad things to do the bad things right. yeah, that's so true. although we could as a society become stricter with that it it, it's, it won't prevent that from happening in the future there are scenarios that you know is actually benefited people but on the same hand you know we have scenarios like this. Mm-hmm. So, we we we're gonna have to um, not necessarily look at that, but look at the people that are doing these things. Yeah, you know what what is what is the cause of it? What what made you think this was okay? Because exactly. it because it yeah. isn't. That's the thing. Like, what just goes on through their head of when it's happening, or you know, when they're about to happen, like in Columbine, when those two kids. You know, just goes into was it college, right? Is it college? It was a high school. A high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and just go in there and just do whatever they. But I know they were bullied, I think, by those by the jocks, I think, or something. But does still doesn't give them a right to do what they did. Like nothing, nothing justifies what they do, is right. Right. For and anybody. It, it's a, it's it's a breaking point for them. For them to to do that, maybe they explore other options. Mm-hmm. But it's what they have to understand is that you know there there is help. You can get help. You just have to exactly. find the right person yeah. to talk to. Because again, we're in it, we're at a time where we're desensitized to the what's going on. And once you hear it one time, you hear it a dozen times. Mm-hmm. You know it doesn't mean as much as if you were to tell somebody or show somebody like something's really going to happen if you don't yeah. do nothing about it well like the the kids the nephews right when high and um in school don't they have to wear like clear book bags now yeah yeah right and then like the doors locked at all times um right and there's like someone you have to press a button to get in and start talking and there's someone's there is there a police officer walking now yeah or no there there's, is there's a security there's security guard now yeah so i mean I feel like everything is just should be just more stricter. Than well, what I was telling you yesterday, how this one school spent $400,000 on security. And some people think, oh, my God, it's a lot of money. But yet you have other schools that spend more than that on, like, a football field or, like, football like equipment, new equipment or, like, or like you that. know, other things. I would rather spend money on security. If I'm, if if I'm going to feel safe to send my kid to school, I would rather put my money towards that. Yeah towards security so this teacher no not teacher i'm sorry this aunt she says uh her name is desiree garza never thought much about gun laws that changed after her 10 year old niece Amory joe was fatally shot inside the school she says quote you can't purchase a beer and yet you can pay, and yet you can buy an ar-15 um she goes it's just too easy and then it says that um the the shooter um, he bought two semi-automatic rifles and hundreds of rounds of ammunition day- days before killing 19 children and two teachers. So it just seems like, yeah, it just seems like he just went to the store and just bought it and walked out and they just gave it to him and that was it. 
So I'm thinking it wasn't that easy because with it you seems guys, like it. You, you guys have been with months of like getting a background check, fingerprinted, and everything. So what did yeah. he do? Just walk in there because he got it three days before when it was his. It has birthday. to be like that, or they do like a quick background or a quick federal well, thing. Well, from what I understand is that on certain um, circumstances, they have like the standard check. You know, you check, get your you know evaluated to see if you're okay, if you can actually purchase a firearm. Then you have to, you know, register. Yeah. That you actually have um, the firearm, but there's other circumstances where if you go to like a gun show, or um, you know, buy it offhand, that those same um, legal, you know, systems are not in place. So you know, you put yourself in a perspective where if you go to like a gun show or something, mm-hmm. and you want to buy something. They'll, they'll most likely sell it to you before they'll give you the, you know, let's let's do evaluation. Yeah. Mm. Like, you want to buy this right away. There's a bunch of other panels. There's other people. Or, right. Well, so, even that should become more strict, too. Or right. that should be, like, banned gun shows. Like, I mean, or they could put some to supply. Or like, you know, you're allowed to To buy it. One. Yeah, like an ID card or... A permit or something. Yeah. So, those the same systems that are in place should apply to those other mm-hmm. avenues where yeah. people could actually purchase firearms and be able to, you know, and to, you know, make sure that the people that actually have it are able to and and are, they can safely have yeah, and not use it for, you know, misdeeds. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just the laws has to change. Like well, something I know has to change. New Jersey's pretty tough, but now they want to add more. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but there's eight new laws that um, they want to come up with. And um, this is I got this from Instagram, NewJersey.com, and it says the first law would be to require people who buy guns in the state to renew their purchaser ID card every four years and show proof of taking a course on safe handling and storage of firearms. Then the second one says, ban the future sales of of .50 caliber guns in the state and require current owners of them to register them and pay a $50 fee. Wow. Then the third one would be, raise the eligibility of age to receive a firearms purchaser identification card, which is used to purchase shotguns and rifles from 18 to 21. Good. Oh, I didn't know Jersey was 18. I didn't know that either. Um, then it says, require gun owners in New Jersey to store firearms and am- ammunition separately in a lockbox or safe. It would also stiffen penalties for those who fail to do so. Oh, wow. Um, then it says, require gun owners who move to New Jersey to obtain a firearm purchaser ID card and register their guns within 60 days of moving here. Wait, so how would they know if we even have a state? I guess they would come and... Like, check out the house or check out the safes? Is that how they're going to do it now? Well, I mean... Like, what's the proof while, of that? When you register, you... Like, the place that it has the firearms, we're like, okay, this place has them. So they would... they would What they would do in, like, a circumstance, like if you were to be traveling, and if you had the firearm with you, would you would have to have everything in separate boxes, separate seats. Oh, if you're traveling. Like, yeah. Well, and yeah, so, of course. And the yeah. same would have to apply here. If something were to happen, um, you would have, oh, everything would have to be 
separated. And then save for... I know if you're traveling with the gun, you have to have it locked. Right. I think the ammo has to be a separate bag, I think. Yeah. And it can't be right behind your seat. It has to be in the trunk. Right. It can't yeah, be reachable. that's what I heard, too. And, yeah. and it's different from state to state. So yeah. things that you might be able to do here is not applicable somewhere else. Yeah. So, it, you know, it varies. Yeah. Um, so the sixth law would be require ammunition manufacturers and dealers to keep a detailed electronic record of sales and report them to state police. Hmm. That's insane. I mean, that's good, though. Yeah, um, to keep track. Yeah. And then number seven would be amend the state's public nuisance laws to prohibit the gun industry from endangering the safety or health of the public through its sale, manufacturing, importing, or marketing guns. This would enable the state to potentially hold the gun industry liable in court. Hmm. And then the last one would be mandate firearm manufacturers to, within a year, incorporate micro-stamping technology into new handguns sold in New Jersey to provide law enforcement with a tool to quickly link firearm cartridge casings found at a crime scene to a specific firearm without having to recover the firearm itself. Oh, that, that would be a lot quicker. Yeah. I feel like every school should have, like, um, you know, like one of those, um, what is that called? Uh, detectors? Metal detectors? Yeah, metal detectors. Like, they should have a lot because I know, like, depending on the, the size of the school and depending on how many people, but they should have metal detectors in each entrance, where, no matter what entrance it is. Because um, I know I, when I went to go drop off a piece of paper for Chris at, like, a courthouse or whatever, each entrance I walked into, there's two or three cops, metal detectors. You have to put your bag in the thing, like, just like in the airport. Like, put your bag in there to make sure there's nothing in there that, you, you know... Um, even, even they put my keys, my phone, everything into that thing to scan it and then you walk in. Like, that's how it should be for everything. Like, I mean, they should have it like a quick way to do it. Right. Um, for schools that have a lot of people, like a lot of students. But I feel like that should be one of the things that at each, entr- each entrance, no matter what entrance it is, you know. And I feel like if you walk out and come back, you should get checked out again. Because oh, when yeah. I, when I, when I even went to court, I mean, I know court is strict, but... When I went to court, I walked out to listening out of the car that I forgot, and I came back in, and they made me go through it again. Because and they don't know if you're going to go and grab a gun from the car and then come back and then right. do even something. At, even at Six Flags Great Adventure. When you're, no, they got now they got strict now, and then you have to walk through security. They scan your bag <laughs> and, you know, all that stuff. And then even when you walk out, you have to go back through it again, no matter what. Yeah, because before they had the the sideway entrance, right, where like you can just walk in with a stamp mm-hmm. or something. Now, now they, they don't have that. They don't let you. They won't let you do that. So it's just that's how it should be for every school. It's, you know, security lock lock doors at all times, no matter what, and have heavy duty doors too. You know, I don't know. I mean, something I just has don't to know change. What else it could take? Honestly, I mean, I hope nothing else happens, but I don't know what else it's gonna take for. Something to change. Something to just switch. Yeah. Or do something. I like how a lot of schools walked out the next day. Like really? high schoolers, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That. I know there's a yeah. high school in Union Township walked out the next day, kind of like protest, not protesting, but like, you know, I guess trying to stand strong with Texas. I know there's um what you showed me on TikTok when this lady was calling her school the school, 
I think you showed me that. No, you looked it up today. You saw oh, that. I saw that today? I can't remember. <laughs> Mom brain. Um, yeah, I saw a video on TikTok. Like, this woman's calling the school to let them know that she doesn't feel safe to um, bring their kids for the last four days of school, apparently. Like, it was just, like, the last week, and it was, like, maybe four days left or whatever. And she said, and the school district is saying that there's a problem with that. Like, they need to have a doctor's note or an excuse for it. And the mom, the mom didn't feel comfortable bringing the kids to school because of what happened. And I feel like that should be an excuse. That should be, like, one of the reasons why the kids shouldn't be going to school if you don't feel comfortable having them go for, especially the last four days of school. I mean, what what do you do the last four well, days that's of school? What, that's what I was telling you today, too. I'm like, why, why doesn't, since everybody was in their last two, three days, I mean, that school, they were done in two days. So it's like... With everyone else, it's almost done. Why don't they just be like, you know what, school's done. That's it. Everybody just yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially because the last, I mean, from what I remember in school, the last week, we literally watched movies every day. We didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, I think they, I think legally you have to be there a certain amount of days. So, like, days that you would have, like, snow days, usually they will add those days that you, you know, that are unexcused because it's, it's you know the weather the mm-hmm. inclement weather they will tack those days at the end of the school year to fill up the quota but oh, even right. though like the f- last four days of school what do you do nothing really you just sit there and just chill and hang out so it's kind of like right. a hangout spot for the last couple of days right unless teachers actually have something planned but nothing really um happens <laughs> sorry don't mean to laugh but there's my cat's going crazy um but yeah, I mean, you don't really do anything the last four days or three days or whatever, how many days there are left. So, I don't know. I mean, you should, I guess you have to go because this, you have to reach a I think certain I amount like of days. We had to complete 180 days of school, from what I remember. I don't know how it is now. I don't know if it's still the same. But you had to complete 180 in total. So maybe that's what it is then. Maybe. But I feel like if you don't feel comfortable as a parent to send your kid to school... Especially after what happened, it should be an agreement, like, from the school district to, like, just end school. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of difficult as a as a parent to, you know, see what's going on in the world and then decide if you want to send your kids to school. Yeah. You know, and you, you know, you've seen, you know, what just happened. It's, it's just, it's a very difficult, you know, decision to make if you feel safe enough to leave your kids or let your kids go to school yeah so i mean i can understand the dilemma but um i feel like every day is like a decision for them to send them to school like i think about those parents that left their kids um that day and the next thing you know they're not getting them back yeah you know what i mean so i don't know how i mean nothing to compare right but when i was in school we had bomb threats and i remember mom and dad would like freak out about like where we were i was even freaking out when you guys were in the gym in the high school you guys were little you guys were in elementary school when it happened i was in middle school and i remember freaking out because i didn't know where you guys were so at least you know it's nothing to compare but that's scary to think that something could happen to your kid dropping off at school or not I don't know, but just think that those kids went to school and some of them actually 
you heard about some of the kids that played dead. Yeah. Yeah. In order to survive, like that's smart. But and to think, think of that at age ten or eleven, you shouldn't have to think about yeah. that. How to survive a shooting? Like why? And some parents are even saying that how their kids are like drill or having these drills for an active shooter. Like it's like a daily thing, not a daily thing, but like like it's going to happen rather than if it's going to happen, but it's a matter of when it's going to happen. That's how they're thinking of what, you know, what they were saying. Um, because when the kids are like, oh, yeah, we practice that every day, or we practice that a lot. And then the parents are thinking like, oh, so they're, they, you're, they're looking at as if when it's going to happen rather than if it's going to happen. No, it, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Like, you know, it's sad to be like, thinking that way and this one girl kendall i told you about her she i guess they thought she had died or something like that um she actually she actually got out of surgery uh was it yesterday or the day before that i told you and elsie that she got shot she got shot five times oh yeah Yeah. Yeah. she got five times and she had she got out of surgery and she's expected to live wow good for you girl yeah that's great and then you have kids who, there's another kid who got shot, and he expected to survive, and they went to just, like, ask him, you know, because they're asking a bunch of kids, like, what they saw or heard, and this kid is, like, so traumatized that he he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Which is understandable, like... He's like, I don't want to talk about it. And, and the sad thing is that he doesn't want to talk about it, but he was so upset that he told his dad that, I'm sorry that I had blood in my, my clothes and I lost my glasses. That's what he was worried about. You know, the crazy thing is, is that this is elementary school kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't, nobody expected that to happen. The mm-hmm. kids didn't even know that something like that would, you know, yeah. to happen. And he was only, he was barricaded in one classroom, right? Was that? Yeah, he, um, from what I read, he apparently was walking and then he said does anybody need help and he locked himself in a classroom and that's where he shot the teacher and then one of the kids that was hiding heard the kid the the, the shooter say oh it's time to die and he just started shooting and so the cop came in and he shot the cop the cop shot him back and that's where he that's where he got killed and that's when all the kids were that were able to survive that's where they see but it was one classroom he didn't go anywhere else he just locked himself in one classroom hmm. but one classroom 19 kids you're talking about average of what 24 kids a class about probably I think so it's so. almost the whole classroom so you're talking about there's 24 kids you have five kids that survived out of the whole class i know it's not the same but when you had taken mackenzie like for her first sleepover and like me, right? Like like seconds later, I'm like, what is she doing? Like it's weird. Like it's like a, it's it was like an empty feeling. So I cannot even imagine what the parents are feeling right now because me just having my kid not for a night was like a terrible feeling. So I cannot imagine what the other parents are feeling right now. Um, just not having their kids come back. They're probably talking about where where they're gonna go on vacation. You know, school's ending in two days, so sleepovers, friend's house. They're 10, 11 years old. Yeah. You know, play outside, do this, do that. No, you know, 
and to fact that that they're like, okay, mom, see you later, dad, see you later. No, you're not. Uh, like I that. I cannot imagine the feeling though, and I hope I will never, ever go through that. That's why I'm hoping these gun laws change. Yeah. Or become strict or something. I don't know something what else, what else to it's going to take to for this to happen. Because Kenzie's going to school next year already. So, <laughs> something has to change where I'm homeschooling. Because <laughs> I can't, I, I don't know. Like I said, I can't imagine the feeling. <laughs> what do you think, Cuddy? It's, I mean, it's pretty difficult to say because it's, it's something that, you know, as, you know, society that we have to, we'll be dealing with, you know, since yeah. like the beginning of the conception of, you know, the U.S. It's always been a thing between, um, you know, uh, you know, both sides of the politics on whether we should, you know, you know, ban it or restrict it or put it stricter, uh, you know, gun laws. It's just, it's, it, it'll take a while, but, you know, hopefully we'll get to a, a, uh, a point where we can say that we're, we are safe, you know? Yeah. Especially schools, especially like crowded places and like the, um, what was that concert and where was it? Um, where the guy shot from the hotel room. Oh, Las Vegas. Was it Las Vegas? Yeah, it was, it was Las Vegas. That was crazy, too. Like, I can't... Ugh. You're just trying to enjoy life, have fun, enjoy the music, dance, you know, be with your, your friends and all that, and just have a great time, and then all of a sudden, that just has to happen. Like, it's just... Why? Like, why? No, now it's happening in churches, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... It's gonna, it's gonna get, is it gonna get to a point where like no one's gonna want to go out because now everyone's gonna be like scared to go anywhere, because even at the mall, where was it? Late, um, there was like an active shooter. Was it Woodbridge or, Mall? Or I not think it was Woodbridge. Not Woodbridge. <sighs> what mall? I forgot what mall was. I think up in Paramus Garden State was it? I'm not so sure. Don't remember. I haven't heard it. Or they, or they thought they heard. No, Jersey Gardens. It was like what last year, two years ago. Jersey Gardens. Apparently, there was like a shooting happening, really? and everybody just started like running out of there. Right. It's just um, like I don't even know where it is to be. I mean, you can protect yourself from everything, but is it gonna get to a point where people are just so scared to go out because it just seems like it. At this point, it's happening everywhere. It's not even it's not even a school anymore. It's like happening everywhere. Yeah. At this point. And you know, it's it. Not only that, I mean, you also have to account for the individual that's doing it too, because you know, uh, you know, this doesn't just happen. You know, a person has to, you know, enact it. it. Yeah. 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 So you have to. It, it's the it's the people that you have to change as well, along with having the you know the stricter gun laws yeah but um yeah it it, it it's really difficult to I, I mean i can't even fathom something like that to happen or to even think about something like that to happen so it's definitely um it's definitely within a person's you know mind or their psyche for them to determine like for them to even comprehend doing that to somebody else 
So I think it has to start from the heart and then work your way mm-hmm. outward. This thing, like, how do you, like, how do you, like, you have to admit, let's say, that you have a problem. Right. Right? So it's like, if you don't think you have a problem, then I wonder how you can somehow help that person. I know it's hard that you probably can't. It's like, how can you help someone like that in a sense where you can try to stop them from doing something to themselves or to anybody else? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I started therapy for, like, personal stuff, and the first thing they asked me was, do you want to harm yourself? I said no. And they said, do you want to harm others? I said no. Yeah. But they take it very deep. They don't play around because once you say, oh, I, I feel like, you know, I'm having, like, a lot of anxiety... You know, I'm feeling this and this and that. Right away, they they go straight to like all these deep questions because they now want to see that you're not gonna go and hurt somebody else. Right. But that's the thing. I feel like I needed some therapy, so I decided to go for it. But other people, like if you, I knew somebody that I know has like you know, I'm not gonna say like mental issues, but there's something wrong. Right. And it's like you we want to help them, but they're just so like they. Hands down, think they don't have a problem. So it's like, okay, you can't help somebody like that. So with with a kid like this, he's 18 years old. He's locked in his room for for a year. He dropped out of school. He's going to buy rifles. Like, what did he do in that year span? Then was he researching on how to kill people? Was he researching on guns? Was he was he, you know, we were talking about was he you know maybe playing video? Does video games have to do with it? Like Call of Duty and all that. Like, does that like teenagers play that a lot? So you wonder if that affects what they think too. It probably and starts. In mind. It probably starts from being bullied or you know being in school. Something like happens to them either in school or at home or whatever. Then maybe not always, but play video games like shooting games and stuff. And maybe that's what triggers them. Oh, hey, maybe I should be doing this. But it, I'm not saying that you know it happens to everybody or what. That's just my thought logic, but um, it doesn't always go that way. But you know. it also has to do with the parents because his mom, she even made a statement saying, you know, I don't believe that's my son. Like my son would do that, um, like to his grandmother. He loved my mom, and now she's like going out and telling everybody, please, please forgive my son. You know, he didn't mean it. Something along those lines. I'm like. So it makes me wonder if, like, the mother is now denying all of it. You know what I mean? Maybe she's just in denial. Maybe that could be it, too. Well, um, for, I mean, for situations like these, people, I mean, the the problems that happen are, you know, case-by-case basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... There are people that are, you know, they might have, like, you know, a wonderful childhood. You know, they might have, you know, the greatest, you know, school life and home life and friends. Yeah. And then it just takes that one thing to kind of set them over. And there's the opposite end where, you know, things are looking bad. Mm -hmm. You know, you you don't have friends. You get bullied a lot. Nobody listens to you. And that also can set you over the edge. So, yeah. it, it, I mean, a lot of factors play into it, but, you know, I think talking to people helps you 
you know whether of course yeah for for sure you know anybody that can you can talk to can definitely help you out you know and not hold it against you you know obviously if if you are if if you do feel like you're going to do that to somebody or to yourself obviously you know you have to do something about that right but i think reaching out to somebody is definitely the best way because at the end of the day you know we just wanted somebody to talk to and somebody to listen to us and how we feel about ourselves and how we think about things and somebody to connect to because there's not a lot of other people that we can connect to like groups or something like right you know imagine you just you get bullied all the time you know and you just get disconnected from society and from your own you know your social network right well unfortunately i mean i've heard before like not most cases but like some cases that when kids do try to reach out or when yeah when they try to reach out or something other people don't help or it doesn't get far for them enough to help them. Like, I'm not, um, this is probably off topic, off topic, but, like, the Gabriel Fernandez case where the kid gets beaten up and all that and stuff like that, and he oh, passed yeah. away because of the beatings and all that from his mom and his, right. um, the mom's boyfriend. But, he, like, he literally looked at social workers. He was in the office, and they clearly saw bruises and stuff like that. Right. And the social workers literally just, talk to the mom and the mom lied or whatever but i'm just saying like the kid basically cried for help and like looking at them and stuff like that and he even went to his teacher the teacher reported it many times but it didn't get didn't get far and look what happened like so like some cases that's what happens but then that's unfortunate that has to change too like, but, but he's also like he was what eight years old so i know being but still, a kid is like hard to kind of like who knows how he would have grown up like, if he survived and escaped his parents, like, right. who knows what? He probably would have turned around and killed his family. Well, or maybe. he would have done the opposite. I don't know. That's that's what's unfortunate about a lot of things is that, you know, you you can you never really know if, if anything would come, good would come out of it. You know, the potential of, you know, doing something really great is just mm-hmm. gone. But that has to change, too. It has to come from the, the beginning. Right. If someone's asking for help, help them out to the best that you can. That has to go into strict too. Um, but like, but he's eighteen years old. What can like? I mean, as like family members, if anything were to change, I would try to be. Let's say, let's say if Mackenzie were cha- to change her ways and become like in her room all the time, or whatever, I would keep trying to help her out and keep wondering what's going on and ask her if she needs to talk to somebody or you know like she keep trying to help them out but not just like let them be and like i'm not saying whatever you said is wrong yeah like if not if anything were to change just kind of be like open-minded to it or like talk to them about it like hey do you need help hey i think it's also how you grow up because like i was bullied from literally from like kindergarten till like 12th grade like every year something was happening right and so there was one year where, like, I had these three girls who really wanted to jump me. And I went home and I said something to my parents right away. Like, they called the principal, had a meeting, everything, you know, said and done. Nothing ever happened. I was, like, in middle school when this happened. Really? But I was, like, scared to go to school because I'm, like, thinking these girls, like, they threatened me. 
Right. And I just, I just went home and I, my, you know, at first I didn't say anything because I think it's like a sense of like embarrassment, kind of like, oh, these girls want to beat me up. Why? And my mom like knew right away was like, what's wrong? And I told her, I was like, well, these three girls, like, you know, she, ratted, she didn't even let me finish. And she called one of her friends whose daughter speaks English. Right. She's like, I need you to help me translate this to the principal. And they called right away. So right. it also depends on like how... How, how many how like how much your parents are involved like if i was his Nick parents or even grandparents i'd be like i'd probably just hint in like hey why why did you drop out of school what's going on right you don't want to go back that's fine i'll homeschool you or we'll put you in a different school but why what is the reason for what's you to drop going out? on just talk yeah. right or maybe you know some parents don't even believe their kids like, yeah. they don't, you know, they don't want to help them or anything like that. Like, oh, you're just over-exaggerating or, oh, you're this and this and that. See, I would never say that to my So kid, that no. could be another part of it, too. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it has to start somewhere. You know, somebody has to reach yeah. out, whether, you know, it's the, you know, the child or, you know, parent or guardian or an adult that sees it. Somebody has to reach out and see that, you know, things might not be, you know, great today, so... Even if, even saying hi, mm-hmm. you know how are you doing? Yeah, that that like, that could change anybody's day. Well, there's exactly. a quote that I always see everywhere now. It's like you don't know what type of day somebody's having, or you don't know what they're going through. So just smile, and sometimes a smile goes a long way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it know? does. Yeah, you just don't know what anybody's going through. That's it. You know, compliments really do do make a day. You know, and you remember that. Exactly. And you, yeah. hope, and you hope that you know that that person you know passes that along. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. That's what we have to do more too. I think maybe on our end, just be nicer to people or try to. Yeah, just be nice people. I mean, there's no reason to be. If you're having a bad day, I mean, don't take it out on other people. Just like I said, just ask for help, or just. Talk it, talk about it with someone, or go somewhere so you can calm down, and just kind of like zen yourself in a way, and then return to the world or return back to whatever you're doing. But try not to. There's no reason to take it out on other people, even especially the ones that, that are not involved. And that's it. Like, I just keep thinking back, like why, like why kids though? Did something happen maybe when he was a kid? Makes me think, now makes me wonder, you know how you said that he bullied people? I wonder when he was younger, he bullied like other kids and they took it as a joke. So now he's taking revenge on like that age group. I mean, I it's kind of, I would think it'd be complicated to kind of decipher because, yeah. you know, to to put your, put your mindset to align with, you know, this person is, 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 is difficult. You know, um, so who knows, you know, this is an 18 year old, you know, child that did this to kids that are even younger than he is. So who knows what the the actual reason why he decided to go to this school and to decided to, you know, take people's lives, take kids lives and teachers. Yeah, it's, you know, it. It's just something that like we'll never know. Even with the Columbine High School, like all the shootings, everyone, all the shooters ended ended up getting shot at. So they all ended up dead. 
So it's not like you can sit with them and be like, okay, what was your motive? Like, why did you do it? Right. Yeah, a lot of cases, the shooter dies anyways. So it's and like... And can never figure out why or... Uh, the only, only like, thing that he, they could figure out is they go back to the computers or their diaries and they find out from there, but not exactly know why or what's the thought process of the shooters, you know. But the fact that this kid, like, told people, hey, I'm going to do this... Did he really? Well, that mo- I, I saw a post earlier that he said that he had posted something that morning. He's like, oh, I just shot my grandmother, and now I'm going to go shoot up the school. Really? I didn't know that. So it's like, if you're putting it out there for people to see now before you actually do it, right? Okay, so you're committing yourself suicide at this point. Yeah. Right. Because now you're posting it up there. You know the cops are going to show up. Yeah. You know... Probably 95% chance you're going to die. So it's like, if that was the case, let's say if he was, if, if he wanted to die, because for whatever reason, why take other, why go to a school instead of just like, let's say taking your own life instead of like, you know what I mean? Right. If that was the case. But that's the thing, we'll never know because he's not, he's dead. So now we'll never get an answer out right. of it. But I don't know. It's unfortunate. I mean... Something has to change. Things have to change. Laws have to get stricter. I don't know. Yeah. I think 18. 18 so young, though. Now it that is. I look back at it. 18 to... It's really, really young. You can't you can't buy a drink. And a drink. Like... Beer. Beer. Whatever. Like something... Right. Literally, alcohol, anything in it. you can buy a gun. So it's like, something is wrong there... That has to definitely have to change. I feel like the gun age should be higher than 21. To be honest. Because I feel like 21, gun, I'm sorry, yeah. I feel like 21 you're still dumb. Because 21 you're like, oh, now I can drink. So now you're going to go do this stupid stuff. Right. Like, now I'm legal and I can still do all this stuff. A young adult. You know what I mean? So you're still like kind of like a teenager, but you're becoming an adult. It's like that transition age. When should I be like was 25. 21, I was just like, whatever. Like... I was like, oh, yeah, I'm an adult now, in a sense, right? Right. So I feel like you should raise it to, yeah, 25. Yeah, because I, I think, think 25, 25 would be a good age out. for, like, right. buying would, guns, at least. Well, would you think that that will solve the issue of that? But what's something that you would do at 21 that you, you just would wait till 25? Wouldn't that just, I mean, would that change? Maybe. I mean, there's a couple years. There's a couple years difference. Like, it could change your mind or, like, you know... 21, you're, you just, you just turned an adult, and, yeah, but I see his like, point, because 21, if you can have access to a gun somehow, some way, you can still go kill somebody, you're not gonna wait till you're 25, right, but and, if the laws get stricter, that's what I'm saying, the 25, it has to be, like, changed to 25 laws, I mean, it doesn't, and it doesn't, it's not like a, a sure thing that, you know, just because it prevents you from getting it, doesn't mean there's other ways of doing it. Like in the yeah. UK, like certain areas have no no guns at all, zero guns. But there's a lot of stabbings. Mm, so either way. other ways. So yeah, there is other ways. But I think that just putting up roadblocks. Yeah. Would would definitely help funnel and some and hopefully just finish um, the issues that we have so far with you know, gun control and, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with scenarios where, 
you know, unfortunately, things like what just happened. Is, it should you know. be everywhere, like security check. Just like the movie theaters, like that Batman movie, the guy, Dark Knight movie. Yeah, nobody. It should be security. Was it Batman security. Or, was it jo- or was it Joker? No, it, it was Batman. It was, uh, I think, a, the, the new Batman. The movie. Dark Knight movie that came I think out the a couple, Man. a couple years ago. Yeah. I think it's like the the one with Keith Ledger in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so yes, the the guy that came in there as the Joker and just started to spray the entire movie theater down. Yeah, yeah but and people thought it was part of the movie. Yeah, it's part of the but ad is it, because it was is like it the that easy to just walk in and be like, yeah, let me just. It was um the opening night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. But no, I mean, you don't think about it. No. Right? And that's what's scary is because now you, you would think that in a movie theater you're safe, nothing's gonna happen. You know, now it's school. You know, you don't think nothing's gonna happen. That's why, like, I'm afraid whenever we go to crowded places. I, it's always in the back of my mind something's going to happen. Like I, I know it's like, I don't know, something not to think about, but it just sticks to my mind. Like, like I'm always like aware and looking everywhere and seeing where, where's my next exit because I, you just don't never know where, like where it could happen or when. Uh, I, I yeah, like I was saying before, it's happening so much more now that people are just going to want to stay everywhere, home. It's just, I don't know. And like I said, things, people are desensitized to, like, you know, violence. Yeah. So when you do hear or see something that's like that, you know, what? how can you react? What and how would you react in a situation like that? It, it, you know, it's either it never happens yeah. or you just see so many times that it, it just appears normal and you kind of just go about your day. And it's you know it shouldn't become normal. That's yeah, and that's that would be a problem. and that's a problem. Yeah, you know you you see somebody you know you or you hear somebody say something that is clearly like you have to watch out. Yeah, and you know a lot of the times people don't believe it, and some of the times it's it's true that things like this happen. Yeah, so I think we have to you know. Us people have to be on a on a lookout for scenarios where things like that happen, where or just be aware of you know of people of of people that you know you know say these things and feel like just because I said it and nobody said anything, I can get away with it. Yeah, right. You know, and it was definitely like I don't I don't know if this was planned or anything like that, but it's. You know, after he, I think what he did, what he did with his grandma, he felt like he can, you know, go somewhere with that. So, yeah. and he couldn't even drive the truck right. Like, he, he crashed it before, like a mile and a half or something like that, like right. before the the school. Yeah. yeah. He, his, according to his grandfather, he said he didn't even have his license yet. So, how did like he that. even purchase a gun without a license? I don't know what the laws are. Or he didn't know how to drive or something along those lines. That he just took the truck and left. He wasn't home. Well. That's crazy. I don't know. It's just it's such a tough... I don't want to see this like a... Not that I can prevent it, right? But every time I hear school shooting or anything massive like this, like it just breaks my heart. Because it's like... Yeah. 
These kids don't deserve it. No, not at all. Or anyone for that matter. No, never. No, no one. You know, no one. When you, when you're there, you know, when you think back to when you're in school, you know, that's the last thing on your mind. You're just yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta turn in this homework. Yeah. You know, I I gotta you know eat lunch or I gotta talk to my friends or I gotta or take like, this test. You or... wake up and you're like, oh, I don't feel like going to school. Right. Like stuff the, like that. It's not um, it's not something that you just expect. Like this is gonna happen one day. You just this is normal, a normal day for you, and that this thing just happened to happen, which you know should never happen. Yeah. I don't know. Well. Anyways, guys, uh, we're going to end the night here. Uh, thank you for joining us, Eddie. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you join us in our next segment or our next episode. And we promise, guys, next next episode will be... A little bit more on the positive side. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick to the positives. <laughs> but um, but this is what happens in the world, and we, yeah, we talk about it. And we wanted to talk about it a little bit. But um, if it's, you guys ever want to... You know, mentioning thing or fish buyer guy will try to, you know, Research. answer your question <laughs> about the Sweden and Turkish thing. Um, but yeah, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> it's Memorial Day weekend, guys. Be safe out there. Be safe. Please. Have fun. Enjoy. Enjoy your three day weekend. You work Monday? No, no. Okay. I don't either. Enjoy your weekend. All right. All right, guys. Well, I hope everyone has a good week. Have a safe weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Tune in until next Saturday. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.